0: This is the Money Made Better podcast by Libro Credit Union, helping you with the
1: financial need to knows with your host, Lindsay Barnett.
0: Welcome back to the Money Made Better podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us. We love having you here. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast that we've put out so far. This episode is going to be all about credit cards. What does it mean when you are trying to get a credit card? How does that affect your credit rating? What is a credit score? All burning questions, and I do have an expert, so don't worry. I'm I'm not here to answer any questions because I don't have any of the answers. But I do have an owner experience representative from London West at Libro Credit Union, Melissa Cervanka, joining me. She's going to answer all of the questions. Before we dive in, though, to today's episode, I did just want to let you know if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe. We are streaming on all major platforms, or if you just want to head over to Libro.ca. We are now on the website. Head under the Learn tab. We are the second Dropbox down, Money Made Better Podcast. You will see it there. All the latest episodes are happening and published in real time. So go check that out at Libro.ca. Melissa, thank Hello. you. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm so excited to talk to you about credit cards.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 really excited to chat. I got to watch what I say here because I was going to say, I feel like there's this misconception about credit cards. That was the case in my world when I was 18. I think I had just turned 18 and a credit card company sent me mail to my parents' house. I was still living at home. I was getting ready to go to school in the fall. My birthday's in March. And they said something like, you can be pre-approved for up to two thousand five thousand dollars whatever the case may be I hadn't had a credit card so sure enough I go online to their website put in all of my required information declined oh no oh no is right and then I was kind of like a puppy with my tail between my legs and I hadn't told my parents what I had done and then all of a sudden I'm thinking well if they wouldn't give me a credit card after reaching out to me who's gonna give me a credit card I don't think that this is a unique story. I did end up going to my financial institution at the time, and I had to sit down, and I started out with a student card, which is probably the avenue I should have taken in the first place before.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You say absolutely, like yeah. this is common sense. 18-year-old me didn't know oh, better. No, and how would you? If you if you didn't have... You know, and that's the beauty of having the coaching at Libro is that we can talk to our owners and we know our owners and we can advise them. Maybe a $2,000 card is not appropriate for every person. Maybe, you know, a credit card with a lower limit to start would have been a better place for you. And then you would have been successful with it.
0: I think that's spot on. I think that's a a good segue into my question for somebody. And it doesn't necessarily just need to be students. Some people don't acquire their first credit card for decades after they're eligible, what is a, I'm using air quotations here, normal starting point credit card
1: limit wise? Right. So really what we do is we look at the person's situation. Every person is different. It depends on their income, depends on if they're renting or if they own, depends on what they're going to be using it for. Some people just want a, you know, some um, owners just want to have a small credit card for a backup if they're stuck on the highway or if they're shopping and they're, you know, they're out of money or they want to buy something else, it, then you, they might choose to have a lower limit. Um, depending on their income, if you don't have income, you probably shouldn't apply for a big limit. Um, you're going to, you know, pretty much set yourself up. Um, either if you do get approved, um, there's risk of getting yourself into financial trouble that you can't get yourself out of which is a horrible way to start.
0: I think that makes me wonder though a lot of students go to post-secondary it's often the first time they're moving out of home a lot of them don't have jobs because school load is just too much part-time work in addition to schooling can be a lot what are the typical conversations look like if an 18 year old walks into a Libro branch and says hey I'm headed to University of Waterloo in the fall, I need a credit card.
1: How do we make that happen? Right. So, so we can apply for a student credit card. Um, generally, we suggest between five hundred and a thousand dollars in that credit card. But that's a great opportunity for coaching and talking about budgeting, talking about proper use of it, pr- talking about, you know, um, how they're going to manage. And it, and it's a great opportunity to sit down and have a full conversation about budgeting and about how to use your card uh, properly so that you don't get yourself into a situation where you can't pay it. Um, If students are without income during the year, generally they qualify for some type of assistance or hopefully if your parents, you know, set up some reserves, whether it be an RESP or something, you will have some financial support. But it's also a good time to talk about, you know, uh, needs and wants. And, and what goes on a credit card and how you use it also reflects needs and wants. And that's a hard conversation too. But financial literacy really should start the day you turn, well, the day you open your bank account. But if you're going off to school and you're being an adult, then then we need to talk about financial literacy and help our owners and, and you know, people understand how to you know set themselves up for their prosperity you know however that looks for them so you've said a few
0: things that really stuck out to me one was the word budget because oh my goodness (sighs) no one spoke to me about budgets until I was oh gosh I think I started my first budget at 22 I had graduated school and I was in a lot of debt and I was trying not to move home and my parents said listen we're not paying for you to stay in London like you're kind of on your own. Yeah. Um, but that would have been a really great conversation for somebody to have with me prior to being in the eye of the tornado.
1: Yeah. And it's a tricky one, right? Because oftentimes we inherit our family's financial way of doing things. Yeah, right? So if if our parents are doing something, it might not it might be the way it's done, but it might not be the healthiest way to move forward in your life and we all we all have a different relationship with money right we all you know there are there are some people that are very comfortable living in debt and there are some people that can't you know can't tolerate any kind of debt so it's a great conversation it's such an important conversation to have when kids are especially you know these 18 year olds that are being set out to face the world and post-secondary, and and some just moving out, right? So, right. yeah, those conversations are so important. So it, ha, applying for a credit card is a great way for us to, you know, really have a checkup.
0: Right. I love that you said that as well. So I, let's talk about debt. Mm, I
1: four-letter word.
0: <laughs> it's a, yes, yes, <laughs> Melissa, it is a four-letter word. I got my first credit card, and I... Would like to say I was pretty responsible, uh, but I, I was working when I did get my approval and it was like every payday. I was like, awesome. Out shopping I went or I was out to restaurants with my friends and the money just goes like water. Yep. Credit cards are not free money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I stress that again? Credit cards are not mm-hmm. free money. It's no. a loan, so to speak. Yeah. You have to pay it back. So, can we talk a little bit how budgeting comes into play with people paying off their credit cards and how different people use credit cards? Like yeah. right now, ask me the last time I used my debit card.
1: Yeah, probably never.
0: Couldn't tell you. Yeah, everything goes on my Visa, I get and it's it. a great way to track. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a great way to track. I get cash back every oh, yeah. time I use it, which is huge, um, and I pay it off every month. Yeah. So, but I, I'm very cognizant of when the money is gone, you stop tapping because that that's a slippery slope as yeah. well. Yeah. But let's let's talk about debt and debt management
1: and the implications that can have on credit scores. Yeah. So, um, you said that credit cards aren't free money, so they They aren't, but they kind of are, right? So credit cards, you have a grace period before your statement is due. The problem is, is if you don't keep track, like you said, you know, if you don't keep track of what you've spent, all of a sudden you're blindsided, your paychecks are going out weekly, but then you've got this credit card that's built up and then all of a sudden there's no paycheck left to pay the credit card. And there begins the cycle. Right. So uh, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of budgeting apps that can help you keep track. Um, credit cards generally come with an app itself. They're budgeting apps, but then there's your credit card app where you can keep track of where your balance is. It's, Yuli, it's,
0: Yuli is a, a Libro resource. Sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah. That's a fantastic budgeting tool kind of helps you with your your wealth health, so yeah. to speak. I, I just want to call out Yuli because Yuli is the only app that I use that I talk about my credit card and how frequently I use it, but all of my auto payments Netflix and Disney plus and everything. And Yuli and really calls out those reoccurring payments that are maybe in the back of your mind and not at the forefront. Yep. Um, so if you are a Libro owner and you're not using Yuli just yet, I strongly encourage you because that's one of the budgeting tools that Melissa is talking about yeah. that's Libro specific, but it is a fantastic
1: but overview. The beautiful thing about Yuli is you can integrate different financial institutions. So it's not just it's It's Libro and it's a great product, but it will help you see the big picture of your finances. You can see what you have at other FIs, what you have at Libro. You can put your budgeting in there. You can track, you can predict. It's like, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a little, yeah.
0: it's a little scary at times when I look at it and I'm like, oh, it just, oh, yeah. it's, it's me facing the music that sometimes but I do But we don't. all need
1: a reality check But we sometimes, all need right? a reality check. And, and it- if it hurts to look at it, then maybe it's, an opportunity for growth. Right. And it's, it's the thing I like. about <laughs> really,
0: it's, it's doing the heavy lifting for me. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's always
0: uh, appreciated. I'm, I'm very busy. So yeah. that's really great, but okay. So let's get back to the, it kind of is free money, but the, the repayment portion of having
1: a credit card and yeah. what that looks like. So the repayment portion, so you generally, a statement is generally between 21 and 28 days Um, and then you get this statement in the mail that says what your balance is owing and what the minimum payment is and the trick there is to always pay at minimum the minimum payment that's going to keep you in good standing the problem is if you only ever pay minimum payments you're going down a rabbit hole with debt and so ideally you never want to carry a balance on your credit card that is generally rule of thumb 75% of your limit so if your limit is 7 or $1000 you don't ever want to have a balance more than 750 and then you want to be able to make sure that when the payment due date is that you can pay at minimum, the minimum payment. But ideally, if you want to get ahead and make all those points that you get on your card pay off for you, you want to be able to make sure that you have the pay in the bank to pay that credit card right down to zero and start again. And then all of those points really are bonus points, right? Right. Otherwise, the next statement you get, you're going to get an interest charge. And if you're only paying minimum payments sooner or later, you're not even covering the interest. And then that's when you get into, you know, trouble with your credit score.
0: Okay. So speaking of credit scores, if I am carrying a balance and say only making the minimum payment on my credit card, is that negatively going to impact my credit score? And what what other things impact credit scores? Because I know there's a
1: lot. (laughs) 35% is your payment history, so paying minimum. Okay. 30% of your credit score is made up of the credit utilization. That's the amount of the credit, so that's like the 750 out of 1,000. Okay. So you never want to be maxed out. Okay, okay. Credit history is the length of time you've been using your credit. So you don't want to flip between cards. You want a long-term relationship with the credit card because then it, it always stays on your credit score. Mm-hmm. Diversity of credit, well, that's that's less important. That's 10%. That's the different types of credit, whether you have installment loans or revolving credit. And then 10% is credit inquiries. That's searching for credit. That's looking for different credit.
0: Okay, so I want to go back in our conversation about searching for credit and how when I was at first declined for the first ever credit card I applied Yay. for online, that was a hard credit hit, and that affected my very sad credit score because I was just starting out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not that, great. No, that's not great. That's not great. And the blessing of that is is um, you can build your credit by using your credit properly by doing all of those things like making at minimum minimum payments but paying off in full right use your credit uh but pay off what you use the uh you don't want to be searching for different credit cards so i don't know when you when you got declined did you immediately go and and apply for another credit card and that's a personal question and i'm sorry yeah did, no yeah. no
0: I, or did
1: you just kind of sit back and go wow
0: Well, like what is sitting back and go, wow, Uh, I it it took me a couple of weeks, I think, to go in. And again, I didn't I don't remember ever telling my parents. I think there was this uh, embarrassment or shame surrounding it. And And I really don't. I have such a great relationship with my parents and I don't know why growing up, it was such like a judgment-free zone, but much like politics, money was never really spoken about mm. in my family. And so I did a lot of this and learned the hard way behind their backs. But I, I know for a fact, if I had gone and said, Hey mom, Hey dad, I, I'm I'm prepping to to go to school in the fall. I think I need a credit card they for sure would have held my hand and walked me through that yeah. and probably just taken me to the financial institution at the time instead of me doing something shady in their basement yeah. on the computer. You know, and
1: that's where it's so great that we have relationships with our owners because we really do get to know them. Now the youth do so much online. We probably get to know the parents more than we get to know the youth, but when they do come in, it's, it's, it's kind of neat to See the glimpse of who they are and how they're operating and where they're going and the goals they have, and then that's a great opportunity to kind of you know bridge into that conversation. You know, how can we help you? How can and and I think applying for a credit card in person with your financial institution is probably the best way to go. It's tempting when you're at the grocery store and they're going to give you a. You know, a credit card on the spot, but that's a hard hit on your credit score too. So you have to be wary, and that's also where, um, you know, it's it's great that you have that relationship with your financial institution, but it's really important on your credit score that you maintain those long relationships, especially with credit cards, because it 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 is favorable to your credit score to show that you you know, a low risk, you you have a relationship with your credit card company, you pay your bills, you're, you know, you might have ups and downs, we all have ups and downs where, you know, the car broke down and darn, I need a $2,000 repair. And there goes the credit card. But that's what we use it for too, right? right? Like that's a healthy use of, of credit. I mean, you can't predict what's going to happen. For Especially sure. with potholes.
0: And oh yeah, life. life, <laughs> life. Mufflers. Oh and- yeah, <laughs> yeah, life happens. Okay, so question for you. I, my oldest credit card, I was successful at acquiring, I think at 18. Um, it was a MasterCard and I still have it. That's great. It is great, but I, I never use it. And just for context, I'm 33 now. I couldn't tell you the last time I used my MasterCard. Is Why
1: don't you use it?
0: Uh, I, I use my Visa uh, for more. For the um, I get better rewards with my Visa. And I've had my Visa for, it's been the same Visa for almost a decade. Is there any adverse effects of having my MasterCard and not using it? Because I've heard that it's longest standing
1: relationship. I don't want to close the account, but I don't use it. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's a personal, that's a personal, um, choice. Um, credit cards are what they call, uh, revolving credit. Mm-hmm. Um, revolving credit is a good thing to have because it, it, uh, it shows that you are reliable mm-hmm. in paying your, your debts. debts. Um, installment credit so there's two kinds of credit there's the revolving and the installment installment um so you get a car loan that's an installment fixed payment you pay it off five years past the time that you finish paying off your car that disappears off your credit report so it's history right even though you were you know a great you know little Yeah, yeah, debt payer downer. Yeah, what do you call that? You're a great customer and you know, and you made all your payments on time and that was so favorable for your credit score. After five years, that disappears. Poof, So gone. Poof, yeah. So, I mean, pull out that MasterCard and buy yourself some... I don't want to endorse any specific product, <laughs> but you know, a pair of shoes or yeah, a, or pay a bill or a pay a bill, pay, pay a bill. bill. Hey, do you know what? You Less could have, you could, I know, right. <laughs> but shower, you know, utilities are good. Uh-huh. I, I, <laughs> I actually, don't know if you can put a utility on. Credit I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know actually. I yeah. like your idea of shopping better though. I like, yeah. Well, or your cell phone, you could put your cell phone contract on that yeah. MasterCard. You could pay it off every month and mm-hmm. then you could keep that relationship o- open. For right? sure. Yeah. But then again, you don't want to have too many cards. So if you have one that you're quite happy with, um, there's no harm in closing that. Yeah. I always say though, it's nice to have a Visa and a MasterCard. Yeah. I don't know how the systems all work. That's not my wheelhouse, but if something goes down and I can't use my MasterCard, boy, I sure like having my Visa in my wallet to be able to just have a backup because I don't want to be stuck
0: Right, right. Yeah. And I I
1: feel the same way as you. I do want to ask and
0: highlight that maybe it's not an 18 year old trying to get their first credit card. Maybe it's, I don't know, somebody who's just never felt the need to have one. Maybe they're in their 30s or their 40s or their 50s or their 60s and on. I don't know. What does that typically look like for going a good portion of
1: your adult life and not really having any credit. Yeah. And you know what, that's more common than you think. There there was a generation or two or three or four mm-hmm. that, you know, um, the bank accounts were all looked after and the money came in and it was all looked after by one partner. And, you know, usually it is uh, a wife that maybe didn't work or, you know, the partner looked after everything and then all of a sudden they come to me and they're like 55 and they say, I don't have a credit card in my name. I've never had a bill in my name because it was just all looked after. Right. And in that situation, and, and I've had it present itself many times, um, it's a great opportunity again for coaching, mm-hmm. talking to our owners about and talking to anybody about um you know, the importance of having your own credit. It's, it's not, it, it's just important. Right. Um, if life happens, right. And you would not want to be left, um, like high and dry, so to speak, high and dry. No. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and there again, I treat those and it's generally women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I treat those women a lot, like with respect, Um, but like the students, and we generally apply for a lower limit. Unless they have a job, if they have a job and you have income to support an application, there's no problem. Then we advise them as we would a student or anybody else starting out with their credit score, you know, look after paying your bill on time, you know, use it, but don't max it. And, you know, something we haven't talked about too is um, everybody is entitled to... A copy of their uh, credit report. Mm -hmm. Uh, Canada has Equifax and TransUnion and once a year they don't tell you what your credit score is but they can tell you what's on your credit report and that's a great way for everybody to take a look make sure that if you know you decide to cancel that MasterCard that the account was actually closed. Um, It tells you if there's it's a great way to make sure that there's no identity theft happening on behalf. If somebody's tried applying for credit cards in your name, that all appears on your credit report. And it's a good, you know, it's like an annual trip to the doctor. Check out your credit report and make sure that things are in line. It's better to catch them, um, you know, annually. For sure. Than to get caught and find out that, you know, your credit score is so low, but it's because somebody's gotten something and applying for you know, credit cards in your name or, or anything. Right. right? So so to, to
0: see the credit report annually, sorry, how do I see that? Do I go to Equifax or TransUnion or do I come into a branch or how does that? So
1: you can, um, if you just search, hate to Depend on Google, but Equifax and TransUnion mm-hmm. and you can request Okay, so uh, straight from them. Yeah, straight from them. They won't give you your credit score, but they'll give you your report. Okay. And Canadians, now you have to ask skill testing questions to prove that you are you. For sure. Um they will they will give provide you that for
0: you. Okay. So the credit reports, that's wonderful. Good overview. Like you said, also helps with identity theft, which I, I I hate to say out loud, but is obviously a very big problem in Canada and across the world. So really good information there. Um, just, just some takeaways. You don't ever have to be embarrassed. Everybody at some point is starting from the bottom and I can't stress that enough. If I could turn back the clock to when I was 18, my goodness, I would have done some things differently. But I, I I would have asked somebody for sound advice before just going online and applying for a credit card. So whether that's with Libro or another financial institution, I just, I can't stress enough. Don't, don't be ashamed to ask for help if you don't have the answers. I don't have all of the answers. I learned a lot today. Melissa, thank you very much for your time and joining me today. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Really appreciate it. This has been the Money Made Better podcast. We are going to be back in the month of July and we are talking home ownership. So if you haven't subscribed yet and you want to get notified right away, don't forget you can do that and you'll get a nice little push notification on your phone as soon as a new episode comes out. Thank you once again for being here. We will talk soon. Stay well. Oh,